Welcome to Frisky Flicks. I am your host, Kelly. This is Matt. And this is Tim. And, you know, it's off-season, so this is the podcast where we watch movies that are based on video games. This week, we've got Alone in the Dark. It was directed by Ubol. Ubol. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It stars Christian Slater and Tara Reid. The movie was loosely based on the fourth game in the Alone in the Dark franchise, subtitled The New Nightmare, though there is some conflict on that. Apparently, maybe it was based on the fifth game that was never released, because Christian Slater went in to do facial scans for that. Oh. Yep. The movie was made on a $20 million budget and made $12.7 million at the box office. It did apparently make its money back on... DVD and VHS releases. And clearly on I couldn't, TV sales. I couldn't find a solid number on that, though, though I did research far more than I probably should have. It's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the lowest-grossing video game movie in history. It's got a 1% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 2.4 on IMDb, and a 9 on Metacritic. And that's out of 100 for Metacritic, right? Yes. Yeah. I... And, like, I know we're going to get at the ratings later, but I'm actually, like, kind of surprised by that. A little bit. I'll, I'll say that. A oh, little yeah. bit. But we'll get there later. I, I do have some comments, especially concerning Miss Tara Reed's performance. Let me flip back Hang to on. my 12 hey. pages of notes. When did this come out? Oh, 2005, okay. I believe. 2004 or 2005. One of the two. And five. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He, Tim handwrites his notes. I'm confused. I don't understand. Honestly, I just can't type fast enough. There's just too many typos. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's a picture with a demon on a guy's shoulder. Let's skip ahead. This must be my actual note. <laughs> Starting off the movie with a text crawl. Oh Lots of exposition. Narrated, narrated text, text crawl. Text yeah, next, crawl. Yes, narrated text crawl. I don't understand it. It could have been a shorter text crawl. Or it was way too long. Or a narration over an intro scene. It like, was it had to have been like if you were reading a book, it'd been like six pages of the at book, least, maybe. Like, yeah. Then after that they open up with a dream sequence. Uh, Christian Slater's character, which it's fucking obvious. I mean yeah. if you just know Christian Slater's the star that he's the one dreaming. He escapes from his orphanage and yeah. hides in I don't know. What do they call them? Electrical station? Like a yeah. transformer station? Yeah, transformer. a transformer station. There you go. That's where Bumblebee lives. <laughs> and then it skips ahead to uh, Christian Slater in the back of a cab. where He's technically on a plane first. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it's where he gives the kid the advice that other adults are Oh, about. yeah, that's right. Yeah, basically he tells, uh, tells this kid, like, yeah, no, your mom's wrong. Vampires, ghosts, that shit all exists. Yeah, and you should be afraid of <laughs> Yeah, you should be terrified, kid. So then we jump, jump to the cab sequence where he helps us out by explaining what a paranormal investigator is. I actually Even made though <laughs> the cab driver seems to know what a paranormal <laughs> investigator is. The cab driver asked him what a paranormal investigator is. <laughs> well, at first he was like... Oh, cool. What's that? Like, shit. If you don't know, they hunt down the strange and unusual. That yeah. was his explanation for it. That's about it, yeah. And then we jump to straight into a car chase scene. And I actually think the opening might be the best portion of the movie. I was left kind of hopeful because it's a solid action yeah. sequence from there on. 
And so one small thing bothered me, and it's because I have watched two large of budget movies. Mm. Every single time they jump through some of that glass, they'd show this like after effect they oh, threw no, in of like big down. shards. And then they'd show the crumbled like safety glass. Well, I'd see what Mask and I think. I agree with him that it's during that era where the Matrix existed. It's that Matrix. Oh, yeah. So everything was fucking bullet time. Yeah. But the guy that he's who's he is being chased by has Matrix glasses. One hundred percent. Before we jump that far ahead, I like how he tells the cab driver to stay down. Yeah. And then make sure to promptly jump the fuck out of the cab. (laughs) You stay down. I'm leaving. I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah, and I put down that too. The fake glass budget must have been oh, yeah. astronomical. <laughs> I just I just wrote down like as it was already overused. Slow down and only fifteen yeah, minutes. Every in. yeah, every two <laughs> seconds there was some fucking fake glass being broken. I did like the double shot with the bullets because yeah. he knew you'd have to get that first one through the ice, the ice. Yeah. Yeah. before you could get the next one through the nope. the bad guy. And then there was the like Matrix slow-mo shot scene that I expected a dodge to happen because Matrix, yeah. and it was kind of a nice turn on that yeah. trope. Oh yeah, no, that guy caught that bullet like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, right in the chest. Trying to do the follow-along was kind of almost impossible because there were so many quick scene changes, especially yeah. in the opening. So we jumped to Tara Reed, Miss Cedric. She's uh, receiving a delivery at the yeah. museum. Two to a Dr. Hudgens from the Dr. Yeah, they're, they're two Dr. Hudgens, which we'll find out more about later. Yeah. The security guard is very well versed in his job. He okay. knew everything <laughs> about this. All his job is is to protect the shit, yeah. but he goes on to even learn more. But I the other one didn't hilarious. bother to learn. <laughs> Well, that was just the delivery, the delivery guy. Dude. Oh. Yeah, the delivery guy needed to be explained to why this was important, where he should be like, I don't give a fuck. I need to go do my next delivery. Uh-huh. Though it's helpful for us as the audience, and that made me kind of smile. It does, yeah. But maybe have Miss Cedric explain yeah, the delivery say. instead of the fucking security yeah, guard. We needed that much exposition after exposition dump. And yeah. he also knows everything about her personal life, because <laughs> her boyfriend has gone missing, and he makes for sure to let months. us know. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hudgens, another quick cut. We find him out at sea, hunt- yep. hunting for, what was it, Erebus? Yeah. They don't explain any way what that is, but, I mean, you know, it's an action movie. He gives a shit. It, we know it's something. At that time, I assumed it was a giant treasure chest, because that's what they were pulling up out of the air. Yeah. That was the- a coffin. I thought it was a coffin. The gold thing. I mean, I just assumed they were just pulling some weird yeah. shit out of the ocean. And the captain tries to warn him, hey, man, maybe don't do this. Yeah. You know, it's just like in inter- like, fucking with the grave, but yep. Dr. Hudson's basically like, fuck you, get that shit out of there. Oh. This is what I paid you for. Another quick scene change, we're back to Slater, he's in an alley. Uh, it makes more sense now when, than when I first made oh. the note, because I was like, what the fuck is he paranoid about? He's just making sure nobody's following him. Because, yeah. you know, he'd just been in that big battle, <coughs> which was a really good action just scene. Yes. And you know that he is coming right off that action scene because he has the smallest yep. amount of blood in his <laughs> I mouth. I made a note of that too. That, <laughs> like, oh, we're right after because there's still blood flowing. Then we jump again back to the boat. And this happens in like a two-minute span that we're jumping between these scenes. The captain... I, I refer to I, him as the captain. I don't know if he's the captain or not. I don't know if he's or, or if he's some, like, He's just the guide. guy. I mean, he's got to be the captain because he's the one talking to the, you know... Archaeologist. Yeah. Dr. Hudson. Yeah. Hudson. Hudgenson. Hudgens? Hudgens? Hudgenson? It doesn't matter. Vanessa Hudgens. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Basically, they pull the box out, and then the captain realizes that this whole box is made of pure gold. 
So then he uh, basically turns on Dr. Hutchins and says, fuck you, I'm locks taking this shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is my gold now. Oh, he wasn't the one locked in the room, though. Hudgens was. Was he? Oh. Yeah, he gets locked in. Well, he gets locked in what I can only imagine, like, the captain's quarters on the boat. No, because I thought that was just some random sailor on the mm-hmm. ship. Kelly, cleared up. I have no idea, honestly. I can't track Kelly was faces. texting somebody at the time. No, I just can't keep track of people in movies. Anyways, they open the box, and then we cut again to just random people, like, yeah. leaving whatever they're doing. Like, one guy gets out of bed, starts walking out the house. One guy works at a video store. These two people are confused. How are we going to rent our videos? <laughs> we had a big movie night plan. I already bought the popcorn. Random lady gets up from doing dishes while leaving the water running. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm pretty sure that was a random sailor. All right. That had locked, he had locked the door and, like, put a broom in. I'm pretty I'm, sure it was just a random sailor that had locked him in. We can agree it's Dr. Hutchins. I don't yeah. care. But when they come out, blood fucking everywhere. Red paint. Clearly red paint. Clearly like red was. paint. Yeah, like they didn't even go to the trouble no. of trying to make they it look even more like, like food, dye, cornstarch. Like, no. This is just red paint splattered all over everything. And then we can jump again to, pro, or to Bureau 713. Yeah. They're tracking all this activity. They've never seen anything like it. We're introduced to, what was his name, Berkeley? Burke? Burke. Yeah, just Burke. We're introduced to Berkeley, who I will refer to as Christian Slater Jr. Because they really do favor each Pretty other. Pretty sure I just call him Prick in my notes. So, I really like this scene because they're talking about the activity. And he's like, normal activities, four to five. I know, was the response. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, this is kind of cute because it's like. Yeah, it has gone Higher than they've ever seen before. <laughs> we go More up, than 50. Yeah, we go up to 50, and it's higher than that. So one of the people that has been, I, I just put activated. Yeah. Because, you know, that's basically what it mm-hmm. is. Special children got activated. Uh, one of them is a guy named John that Christian Slater's character has grown up with. Yeah. Uh, his wife calls him. I did like how she was like, did he talk to you about leaving me? Yeah. And he's like, like no, no, not it, it's nothing like that. that. Nothing so mundane. This is yeah. much more than that. This is clearly conspiracy. So then right after that, we jump again. Yeah. And we find out that Slater actually worked for uh, Bureau 713 in the past, and Slater Jr. took his spot, basically. Slater had quit because he would find these artifacts related to the Akani. Is that yeah. correct? Uh, yeah, Abkani. Abkani, Abkani. Uh-huh. Yeah, he would find these artifacts related to Abkani, basically turn them in, and they'd be like, oh, you don't need to know more about this. So he got out there because he wants to know what the fuck is going on. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did like that uh, he's talking to him, and he's talking to the Dr. Fisher. Yeah. Dr. Fisher is like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. The only thing we figured out so far is they all came from the same orphanage. That, that is the your, thing. Yeah, they all came from your orphanage. It's, like it's a it's a mystery. It's a co- the only crazy thing, coincidence. Yeah. The only thing that links them back together is they're all from this orphanage. What was that the, orphanage called? I, lady of Perpetual Light. The Lady of yeah, Perpetual Light. It's <laughs> like something to do with light because they're all infected with darkness. So then we jump again. Like I said, a lot of jumping in this yeah. movie. Like no real transition. Yeah. Turns out Slater is Tara Reed's boyfriend, the one yeah. that's gone missing. I can't remember her doctor name. I I don't really don't care. I just called her science girlfriend the whole time. Science so. girlfriend. Uh, and she punches him. Yeah. So they're talking about these Abkani relics that they found, and they're being found all over the world. And you know, Slater kind of points out that 
man, to put them all over the world like that, they... 10,000 you know. years ago, that would have been the edges of the world. Yeah, like, exactly. Four the locations of the where world. they found them, and they were hidden as far away from each other as they could be. And nobody goes, hey, maybe we shouldn't put them back together. Yeah, maybe we, they all shouldn't be on the same table. At this point, the security system, the electric starts to go out, and you know, obviously, pure security guard Rob is fucked. Yeah. And he, of course, is... Asleep at his desk? Yeah, he never <laughs> stood a fucking chance. Yeah, like- uh, this is the first time we get to view the monsters, mm-hmm. which they don't explain in the beginning, but later they refer to as Xenos. Which, when you see them, they're Xenos. Yeah. Well, they show them at the beginning yeah. in like Slater's eyeballs when he yeah. was a mm-hmm. kid, and that looked decent. But then when you see this one, I honestly couldn't tell if it was CGI or if it was like claymation sort of setup. a little bit of both. Or just animation. Just just animated in general. It didn't look good, but it's hit and miss throughout the movie. There were certain parts where these Xenos looked really good. I put a comment in my notes about this, and it's like, if we make it invisible 80% of the time, nobody can tell how bad it's modeled. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it made me smile, because it's not really explained why they go invisible. It's just... And Matt and I, at some point, Uh, recognize... We kind of recognize that the Xenos, they just drop the morph. Yeah. They look very similar to the Xenomorph. Their heads aren't as big and arched. Yeah, but they look like baby Xenomorphs. They're, yeah, they're going for an alien feel to these creature designs. The Xenomorph had a puppy. The 713 drops in after poor Rob gets it yeah. to try and save the day. Well, and, and, and Slater and Dr. Lady locked themselves in a room. You know, Yo, yeah, they had already... purely wooden door from giant <laughs> alien beast. That for some reason has a key on the inside of the door. Well, of course, to yeah. lock yourself in. Of course, yes. You never How know when the fucking Xenos are coming. Yeah. But like, no, why wouldn't you have like a deadbolt or a lock? Like on the inside of my door, I don't have a keyhole. I, I have mean, like a deadbolt. Oh, that's true. But also, you're looking for far too much logic. Yeah. It just made well. It's weird because they had this dramatic key scene where it's like, "Get the key in, lock it," <laughs> yeah, instead of just like click. <laughs> yeah. This is where we find out that Slater Jr. had taken over for yep. Slater as like the head of this, basically a paramilitary group. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did like that the uh, the paramilitary group, their body armor. It looks like the shit that you have on Halloween costumes that you buy from like Superman or Batman. Yeah. It, that's all it looked it, like. It honestly just looks like they went out to Walmart, bought the adult-sized version of a lot of like Superman or Batman costumes, and spray-painted them black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, million dollars. We spent it, it all on Slater and Tara Reid. Maybe the money they spent on that fake-ass body armor is what led to us being able to buy cheap Halloween superhero costumes today. Maybe, yeah. yep. And then we have a very great scene of the scientist girlfriend lady just walking around an active crime scene. Everyone's, like, pointing their guns, like, <laughs> yeah. and she's just, like, doo-doo-doo. Just wandering around. around. Which is pretty much her. She had her flashlight. Her role <laughs> in the rest of the movie is just, just walking around. <laughs> Pretty much. Then we jump to Slater, goes to see Dr. Fisher after he's uh, pickpocketed Slater Jr. for his ID. Uh, You know, good effects here. He's doing surgery on Pinkerton. Mm -hmm. That was the... Pinkerton was the guy that Slater fought at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that tried to kill Slater in the beginning. Yeah. Like I said, good practical effects there. Mm -hmm. They find out that Pinkerton had a symbiote on his spine. Mm -hmm. Spine shrimp. A spine shrimp. Yeah. I've dubbed them spine shrimp. They are not called that in the movie. Throughout my notes, they are the spine shrimp also, after yeah, she mentioned yeah. that. 
Turns out Pinkerton was also part of 713, but he had gone MIA, I can't remember, was it 12 years, years ago? ago? Was it 20? Like I thought it was 12, yeah. because it seemed so random that they would pick 12 yeah. years. I was going to say, if it was 20, it would be right when it, the children kind of went missing. on point. Oh, yeah, it might have been 20 then. Yeah, or, you yeah. might be right. Because it was later, 20 years, because I was sitting there like... Yeah. Because 22 I don't think, years ago was what the cutback was. Yeah, and that. I, for some reason it seems like they somehow mentioned that that kid was 12 years old. And I'm sitting there like, Slater's not 32 in this movie. <laughs> uh, anyways, they also do a scan on Slater's character. And he has a symbiote that didn't join. Was that? Am I too early here? No, no, no you're no. right. This yeah. is where we find out that, the, that, that he has a symbiote, but it is dead. Yeah, it's dead or because dormant. he yeah. was hidden in the Transformer. And he got electrocuted. Yeah, I'd say he yeah. kind of mentions, I got electrocuted as a kid. I wonder yeah. if that killed it. Probably. And then Hudgens, who's out at sea, is magically back. Yeah. And no one says a fucking word. Because there's had to been like maybe, what, five, six hours has transpired. Maybe. Like in real time. Because like, it's all very rushed. Like yeah. he gets attacked, then he's at fucking Tara Reed and going to see her. It's... Maybe eight hours. He still didn't get back from a fucking ocean trip yeah. that quickly. Even if they were at dock, you're not getting through everything that fast. Oh, actually, it's after this that they cut back to Slater. And finding out that he has the symbiote in his own oh. spine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of There's fucking lot of cuts. jump back that they don't really make sense sometimes. Like, just play I think the- it's on purpose so that we can't follow like a general timeline all the time. Maybe, but just play out scene, then yeah. go to the next scene. Yeah. Don't be intercutting scenes so goddamn much. Then we see that Hudgens has captured one of the uh, Xenos, and he's drawing blood from them and injecting them into himself. Yeah, he's injecting Which himself. Which is then never explained. It, it never is. It nope. never is explained why he is doing this at all. Uh, other than, well, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a spoiler for later in the movie, unless he doesn't want the sun or light to, or he wants sun and light to hurt him. I, or maybe he like injecting himself with the blood makes it so they don't attack him because they did all just kind of like pounce around him. Oh, that's true. That maybe yeah, scene. maybe they could kind of recognize him as one of their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Where we learn that the gold makes yes, this is when we once again jump quickly back to Fisher, back to random shit, and he explains the gold thing. Yeah, so, so gold yeah. fucks up their electricity powers apparently. So certain phases of light yeah which makes to me makes no sense because gold is one of the most conductive like materials out there so wouldn't that help them like like earlier when they were talking about the gold box i know nothing else to call it other than a box or a treasure chest captain made a random remark or somebody made a random remark that the abkani viewed gold as a way of storing evil. evil. Yeah, and yeah. Dr. Hutchins' yeah. mission is like, we don't even understand yeah, why gold's valuable yeah. anymore. It's like, oh, well, clearly gold is their weakness. Alright, that's great. Because we jump back to Fisher again, because yeah. he's the one that explains all this. This motherfucker is on the ball because he's already developed a special light yeah. to get them off, <laughs> and also light bullets to kill them. And a, and a device that detects when they're around because they're not always visible, and I'm pretty sure they're not naturally visible to anyone and the only reason they're visible in the movie is because we can like so the I was gonna say yeah Kelly are. and Matt had to explain this to me he's like what the fuck are you all talking about yeah. but I, I guess it makes sense I think it's just so that we know that they're there and it's I don't know 
know. So it's not just us watching nothing <laughs> yeah. happening? I mean, it's true, but... Not a B-movie, I guess. Honestly, there's plenty of, like, movies I've seen with watched. invisible yeah. monsters. You just knock some shit over, so yeah. you're like, oh, it's over there, it's over there. Yeah. Instead, we actually see them the whole time, and you don't kind of, like, get in the character's frame frame of mind where, oh, you can't see anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was handled badly there. I just find it impressive that within, like, an 8- to 12-hour span, he already had developed every weapon needed yes. to kill these things. Then we jump again to Slater Jr. and Slater talking. Slater Jr. is super pissed that Fisher's helping out Slater. At this point, I did think maybe Slater Jr. is going to turn out to be a traitor. Like, he yeah. also had one of the fucking symbiotes, and he was, like, an inside man for the symbiotes. And it doesn't turn out to be no. true at all. But, I, like, thinking back, though, after, like, seeing the end, I think Fisher having these things already developed does allude a little bit to what we find out in the end. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but I don't know. He, he, seemed... he mentioned that they'd been studying them for a while. Yeah. I thought... Maybe. So they so, weren't brand new? Because they said that they're usually... I mean, they in... obviously knew about them, but also there was a cover-up to make sure yeah. people didn't know about them, so it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, because I think Fisher makes a comment that they're they're usually in rural areas. This is the first time they've ever attacked oh, an urban gotcha. ground. Like, mm-hmm. But still, with yeah. the way the end plays yeah. out, it seems like two people kind of covered this shit yeah. up the whole time. For 20 years. For 20 years, at least. So then we jump again, because they love fucking God, jumping in jump this cuts. movie. Fisher gets one of the spine shrimp dropped down his throat. This is one Which, of those times where actually the special effects look pretty mm-hmm, good. Yeah, like that looked good. I it's so hit and miss. It, the only thing I have an issue with in that is the same thing I have an issue with every time there's a essentially a spine shrimp symbiote thing. It always goes in the mouth and attaches to the spine. Yeah, that's so you would have to without kind of climb through the damaging throat, yeah. the human like the the host in any way, right? Visible way, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I did make a note at this point, too. It's not just the special effects, either. There is a jump between... Sometimes the film is very clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes sometimes there's a weird grainy effect. Yeah, grainy, hazy thing. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like there's any, like, real rhyme or reason to when this happens. Uh, Other than maybe they cheaped out on reshoots... And went with grainier film, but Maybe, it feels but like it's all digital, so but what the, the fuck are you doing? It could be that, because a lot of the grainier scenes were dark scenes, and that really screws with the, like, abilities of the cameras, but there's also some really crisp, darker scenes yeah. as well, so that could be some of it. It could be, yeah. I, I honestly don't know what the hell was going on with that. I do not think that, in general, your film's called Alone in the Dark. There's a lot of really bright scenes mm-hmm. in the fucking movie that don't make sense. Like, yeah. Even areas that should have been 100% dark. So after that, the activated, yep. as I've decided Die. to call them, they show up. Turns out they're just kind of like zombies. Yep. yep. I mean, they just... Uh, Kung Fu zombies. Well, running one zombies. Of them. Yeah. I, I made a note of that. They made sure that the Asian activated also attacked an Asian soldiers through the 713. Yeah. And both and Asian both people knew automatically knew some form of more martial arts. <laughs> yeah. So fucking stupid. Oh, what was the other... Also, so are they, they're at his apartment or the girlfriend's apartment? His, I, it's why does apartment. he just have, like, museum bo- crates? Because he's a paranormal investigator. Yeah, man. Ellie, oh, come on. I just felt like, like a stealth mission, honestly. Like, oh, gotcha. I yeah. expected them to be sneaking out. Like, like they snuck it in there to tie into the video game a little more. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. But, um... The light bullets are super effective. 
At least in that scene, yeah. they yeah. fucking oh, wipe shit out. Because this is where we get the best scene of the movie. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It just became a rock oh, yeah. action yeah. movie a montage. Perfect white zombie soundtrack. Like, it's not white zombie, it's but not, it's a very similar band. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that, that montage gunfire. Just murder everywhere. CGI cuts <laughs> yep. here, there, everywhere. But it wasn't bad. No, it was actually very well no, done. No, like for an action it was movie, fun. it was pretty solid. I enjoyed I'm, the scene of what like appeared to be an empty area with just like random streaks of bullets from <laughs> yeah, nowhere to nowhere. Like, huh? <laughs> I will make note of this because I made note later in the film. So there was this this white zombie style heavy metal song. There's one near the end toward the credits. Yeah. Um, there's the one in the credits. Did you hear any more of this type of music in here? No. I didn't. Because the soundtrack itself has 20 songs of this type of music. So I was expecting a lot more after doing my research where I was like, oh man, this is going to be filled with fucking metal left oh, I, I and actually, right. I actually made a note that this needs a better soundtrack. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the soundtrack itself that was released huh. has like 20 bands on it. Where were the other twenty bands that they, they played? Just be playing they have the rights for the soundtrack, but the rights for music is so fucky that they d- couldn't get the rights for the movie <laughs> for some of oh, it. You know what? And they that had to pick and choose. Yeah, but may make sense for like a digital release because yeah. at this point they didn't understand digital, how to handle yeah. music releases mm-hmm. and digital, digital rights, and everything else. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe the like cinematic version it does have that more like maybe. the because i do also know that there was a sex scene cut oh man with the digital releases i know right i was looking for some titties but didn't get to see any <laughs> I, I mean i was hoping for dong but we all know i'm not going to yeah, get dong i was like cuz this movie is dong. rated r and i would say there's only <laughs> one spot which we'll get to later where like i was like oh that's why that rating is there i mean there's a few uh Practical effects that I could yeah. see maybe slipping you the, into an R range. The split open head. Yeah, yeah the split open head. Kelly, specific. or Matt, yeah, you're exactly what, what Kelly was alluding yeah. to. I mean, we're almost there in the like timeline of things, I think. God, I don't know. The yeah. cuts are scary. Yeah, they are. They're all over the place. Uh, Slater Jr. comes at Slater because he thinks he's also one of the activated. Yeah. Though we already know he's not. Uh, and Slater kind of does a, like, fuck you on him by yeah. going... Hey, Burke! And then he shoots one of the yeah. actual activated coming at him. Uh, Who's like a middle-aged woman. Middle-aged housewife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A middle-aged housewife activated. And after that's our Asian activated versus our Asian yeah. 713 yeah. character going at it in some fucking martial arts. So now we're off to the Britannia gold mine. This is where we learned that Hudgens and Pinkerton had been the ones to do the uh, investigation of the gold mine and said, no, nah, man, things are all good. Yeah, no worries. okay. We're just yeah. going to break up this little spot here and then nothing will happen. And now they're investigating. They're getting huge Xeno readings in the area. They get down the gold mines, up Connie symbols everywhere. Which is convenient because it doesn't seem that there's any other reason for the girlfriend scientist to be there. Exactly. Like, I literally... Yeah. Put in my note, why is the girlfriend scientist here? Oh, she can read the symbols. Yep, exactly. And that is her role. They also let us know that, hey, they just have to make sure they keep things safe until dawn. Mm-hmm. There was no mention prior to this no. that at dawn, suddenly the Xenos all There was a mention that... I mean, mentions of the light was, their, was one of their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but the next night, they can come the fuck yeah. back out. It's not like <laughs> suddenly at dawn, everybody's safe. Yeah, suddenly at dawn, all of them are dead for no reason. Like, that's not how that works. They descend into the mines and discover there's a trap as they go down the ladder. On top one of, of the, the one dude that fell through the floor. Yep. Oh, Marcus. 
Marcus. I put it in my notes because they like it's, yelled Marcus earlier in yeah, the not, movie, not Miles but or not Richards because he was or... dying, but because he did something stupid. No. And then later on, it was like Marcus because he was falling to his doom. Yeah. And uh, I made note of what she deciphered from the markings. Oh yeah! Once you make it down here alive, you're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are some decent action sequences in the movie, but a little there's a real dry period. Yeah, I, and that was the thing too. I I went in expecting sort of a horror movie. Yep, especially I know, the name. And we didn't really talk about it. You guys have never played Alone in the Dark. I've no. never. I I remember playing the demo for the Xbox 360 version. It's it's much more like Resident Evil style mm. horror than anything well, but, else. I mean, with this at being, least based on the demo yeah. that I played. But this being possibly based on Resident or on Resident Evil uh, Alone in the Dark. Four. I don't know how that would differ I think it was, from Alone in the Dark 1. I do know that 4 was released for the PC. PlayStation 2 only in Europe. Weird. And the Game Boy Advance, which has the highest rating of the... <laughs> yeah. Like, apparently the Game Boy Advance version was the best, but, like, the difference in degrees of the systems involved was, like... How did the Game Boy Advance one end up being the good one? PS2 Nostalgic only released in Europe. Really, yeah. like... Nostalgic, like Legend of Zelda esque. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I am interested to play the GBA version. I might, maybe we'll do that for our emulation playthroughs. Oh, I'll see if I can find it. Once they get down in the hole, where I literally said out loud, Tremors. Yeah. And I was not wrong. You it literally was Tremors. Worms. So the. Except for their snake things and not. The, the shrimp like are in there. It's, yeah, it's the shrimp. shrimp. It's just giant bigger. Shrimp. And they're just shooting blindly at the ground. Shoot, uh, shoot the moving sand. The original 713 member that fell through the hole, she got fucked. She was done. Her yeah. leg was injured. She was out of it. One of the worm shrimp thingies bit her. She screamed for a while and then she just died. Yeah, she just died. She screamed for a while and then stopped screaming suddenly. So back above ground, we got two soldiers left. Uh, what's her name? Computer and man name? and the yeah. woman. The guy was setting up the lights originally, and then the female character. He tells her to hit the high ground. This dumb shit goes in. Yeah. Like, it balls on him for going on in. Yeah. But he gets fucking whacked pretty quick. Like, decently quick. He lasts for a minute. Yeah, he lasts for a minute. Uh, he finds the previously mentioned split head woman. Yeah. It's a real good practical effect there. And then when he gets whacked, it's pretty good mm-hmm. practical effects. Did you like, not, I, I watch a lot of like horror and a lot of gore stuff. And yeah, I'm I like, Oh yeah, that, I did. I oh, recoiled yeah, a little bit. That, like, yeah. <laughs> that's the correct kind the, of icky. I did not expect yeah. that in this movie. As, as Kelly referred to it, the flesh wound was pretty solid yeah. actually. Oh, yeah. that was a separate guy. Yeah, the separate dude that got the, the still the like practical gore was really good yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is where we find out that Hudgens was taking these kids down in the caves to infect them with the spine shrimp. Spine shrimp. shrimp. This kind of brings me back to the crawl at the beginning. Why did you have this long ass fucking crawl when you're going to reveal these things yeah, throughout the movie? Everything in anyway? the crawl yeah. is, is revealed like, by the end of the movie. Anything related to. Okay, so the Akani uh, uh, yeah. part, like that part kind of makes sense. But that you that explain that a little of. bit. But they went on to explain that Hudgens doing yeah. fucking. Creating the sleepers. Yeah, he's doing shit to these the kids and everything else. Yeah. You were going to reveal that in the movie, anyways, from Christian Slater Dream to this part. We learned everything that we learned in the crawl yeah. throughout the course of the movie. So you're almost ruining what you were going to reveal later. It makes no goddamn sense. Uh, I wanted to make a note here. 
Oh yeah, we find out seven one three themselves were kind of behind this yeah. the whole time that they were covering. My, my note on that one is clearly evil government organization and was evil all along. The yeah. secret agency was the bad guys. <laughs> is my note. But again, in other points of the movie, it's just like. Hudgens and his little fucking yeah. crony in the 713 were behind it, but then that later it's like, oh yeah, no, we knew the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you mean you knew the whole time? You just said you didn't know about this fucking cave. It's uh, goddamn stupid. This one has more to do with Tara Reed's performance in general. You know she won multiple Worst Actress awards for this fucking movie? I think it's because she didn't actually get to act in this movie. That is what I was thinking like, as we went along. Like Kelly said, yeah. like her only real thing that she did in the movie is going, oh yeah, these I mean, things. Say I understand the history yeah. and the language, and that is my sole purpose as a woman. Other than that, she just runs around and like follows them around. So that knows things. Like, I feel it's it really unfair to judge her performance yeah. at all in this movie because yeah. she didn't have a chance to perform it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was like five, six, maybe seven different websites that shit all over her for her performance when she had nothing to perform. She did shoot some of the um, guy, like the other activated people in the scene way before. Because I was like, so she's just cool with killing them? Like, she has no idea what's going on. This makes no sense. Caps some motherfuckers. But still, like, there was no performance for her to give. So to judge her performance is fucking bullshit. Uh, They get to the door. Trying to get their way through. Of course, Hutchins has the last piece that he got off the boat. What? They failed to gun him down prior to opening the door. Yeah. Just after he gets the door open. Yeah, he literally pushes yeah. the key in, and then he gets knifed in the chest. So they find themselves in a huge cavern that's just full of these Xenos. Warming out of it like freaking bees. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, yeah, basically. Very slowly crawling. Yeah, as or slow it's as bigger can be. than we think. Because right. the double doors that they closed to try and keep them in there are really slow. Yeah. Like, there was no real, like, impetus to get that door right. closed any quicker. Slater Jr. had dropped the explosives in there. But then he didn't wait to fucking set them until he tells uh, Reed and Slater's characters to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what was the fucking... You had plenty of time. Because it was just kind of false, like... False hero complexing? No, not that. <laughs> like they're. Tr- they said it felt like he set it up to be exploding, and then he didn't. Yeah, it was like a fake out, but, but a really uh, dumb, bad one. one. Yeah, like they're. I think he made some comment about like trying to set them off remotely, but it being too far away. But I'm guessing it had more to do with the doors being in the way. I either way, it didn't make any. They were sense. like trying to set tension, and yeah, it didn't work. No. Like, you didn't really set any tension. It was just more like, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you just fucking do that the first time? You still had time. Yeah, the only thing you've done is now made it so that these are the only two surviving people in the cave. So anyways, as Slater and Reed are running their way out, they find a magical ladder that they missed before that Chica. could get them back to the yeah. up above ground. Like, how did anybody miss this fucking ladder? So stupid. Because it's the magical mystical ladder that only appeared after you opened the magical mystical door. So then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Slater Jr., he goes back in. He gets the explosive set. Somehow it kills all of the Xenos. Or, but he, you know, he pretty much unscathed yeah. after the explosion. Yeah. Like a little dirt on him. He got pushed over. Yeah. A huge explosion. But he's okay. That yeah. had a back blast that went through the tunnel with the ladder that <laughs> yeah. Reed and Slater were climbing up. Like, but this he's, is dumb. He's okay. I mean, we don't see him near the end of the movie. Yeah. Maybe he ended up passing on dying. We yeah, don't maybe. see that. But I think he's okay. So they do. They climb up the ladder. Turns out it was under the, what was the orphanage called? Lady of Perpetual Light. It was under the Lady of Perpetual Light the whole time. 
Weird how Which doesn't make sense because wasn't it? In the, did I just make this scene up? But did they load the kids into a van. a van in the? Yes, they transported them elsewhere. Yeah, just to get them underneath where they were at the yeah. whole time. It's it's I mean, fucking yeah. stupid. Anyways, they come upon the nun who was overseeing the children, and she cur- killed herself. But at least she did it the right way. She did it along the tracks yeah. and not across. Oof. That's how you want to do it, kids. But where did all the other children end up? They were the activated. No, no, no there were other we children. Went to this back- the orphanage. Oh, was. yeah, that's right. There were more kids living in the orphanage, yeah. and it was abandoned. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, they've got. Surprisingly, this movie did not. Well, I mean, they got where it, those they got kids it, went. They got evacuated, evacuated with everybody else. Oh, that was yeah. evacuated from what was clearly San Francisco. Because I made a note of that too. Like in this random, you like, never mentioned you were evacuating anything. Yeah. You never mentioned how. Like, how did you get everybody to evacuate? Yeah. Did they tell them? Like, There'd be hey, some dumbass. There's some demon kids. Or there's some of these, these fucking Xeno demons yeah. underneath the city. We need everybody to leave. They probably just Or did you make up, like, a fake nuke thing? Yeah. Still explain it in there's some way. There's a tsunami? Like, I don't yeah. know. All you need is, like, a 60-second scene to explain yeah. why everybody's evacuated. <laughs> we accidentally detonated a nuclear warhead under the city. You need yeah, to like, leave now. Like, China's attacking. Yeah. The Russians have finally come after North Korea figured out they can actually reach us. Like, Just give me some explanation yeah. that got these people to leave the fucking city. Because we all know you're going to need something. Yeah, nobody... Because everybody's going to be like, I think we'll be okay. I mean, we've seen every hurricane yeah. and tornado and everything else where people are like, I think yeah, I'll be I'll all be right. right. Yeah, there's no, going to be, it. There's gonna be at least that like one to five kook families that are like, no, I'll get it. I'll get it. It'll be fine. <laughs> and that, I mean, that pretty much leads us to the cliffhanger ending where Slater and Reed's character are walking through this empty city. Yeah. They're, they seem also confused while everybody's gone. Yeah. And then you hear one of the Xenos roar, and then they flip around, and boom, black screen. Yeah. But they also mentioned that the gate was closed. Is exploding the front of that closing the gate? The gate is closed. Kelly, just leave it. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm like, how did uh, the clearly, gate get closed? They, they rubbled it in. The, the collapsing of the mine closed oh, the gate. I mean, also, with that last one, you know, attacking them. Obviously, they didn't get the gate closed. Or, like, you know, the gate's closed and there's still millions of them on our side. They're like, still wandering around somewhere. Yeah. In rural areas. Alright, I guess let's give our overview opinions of the movie. Your usual one out of five system. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get super bored during it. Some I kind of disagree. Dragged. I think there was a couple parts where I was like, fuck, when are we getting to something? That's fair. The acting was okay. The, the practical effects are very good. Okay. The CG, good considering the time. I was going to say, the CG was kind of hit and miss. There yeah. were some that was really clean and some that just looked very poor. Yeah, early 2000 CG. I mean, I honestly don't have, because I'm basing this just like on any other action movie, I didn't have any issues with any of the acting. I mean, it's it's your standard They weren't blew me out of the water acting performances, but, but yeah, it's an action absolutely. movie. But I'm not looking for that yeah, either. I'm saying you're not going to get that in an action yeah, movie. Nobody usually. was going for an Academy Award on this shit. No. Apparently they were going for a Worst Actress Award. And by not yeah, letting her act. God damn, makes me so fucking angry after doing the research last night that she got fucking slammed over this shit. Because yeah. shit like that matters to a career. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that probably ruined her career when it's just unfair to and even, this and Van to even mention not. her. <laughs> I mean, I still think she's probably a bad actress, but this is not the movie to hold over yeah. her fucking head. Would I watch it again? No. But there's some movies I really like that I won't watch again, so... <laughs> it It's not 
it's not good. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect good to go go into it, but it's not bad enough to be like bad good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, it. Really floats that line <laughs> of just you just not quite bad. Like Far Cry Three or Far Cry the movie. Yeah, also from Ubo. I'd watch that again because it does it slips right into that territory of bad good movie. Yeah, this one just. It almost just, makes it, but doesn't quite cross that line into bad, good, this is entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd go with... Are we doing ratings now? Yeah. Can. I'll go with like to. one and a half out of five. Like, again, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, bad, but it was not bad, good. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a one out of five. Yeah. It, it, there's like a large section in the like early beginning of the movie that's just like, fuck, you could have cut this back and it might have slipped into bad good. But it didn't. It was really dry. I like a lot of the action sequences. I really think Ubo gets shit on a lot. Yeah. The man would know how... He knows how to direct a good action movie, yeah. I think. Like, he knows how to do action sequences, how to make the special effects look decent. But it's still a one out of five. Going solid one out of five. Honestly, I think if they fix the jump cutting... Yeah, that's and, probably my biggest complaint. Like... I don't know. Took out the intro, the scroll text. Yeah, yeah. Say, eliminate the the before it, it the movie needed. preview of the movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I, think I mean, it's good. only a ninety nine minute movie, and that was at least five minutes of it. Yeah, so yeah. like, it is real classic to put a voiceover with it. Yeah, I like. So I was like, started reading it because <laughs> uh, yeah, it took a second for it to prepared. kick in, and then it was like. This is the words on the screen, and I'm like, the Ashkani people. Yeah. Why? It's so stupid. Because oh, I wouldn't have read all of it. Yeah. And so some of the, like, twists and turns that happened later would have been, like, oh, oh, I remember vaguely glancing at right. that for two seconds. Right at a one, one, five. Yeah. Probably the worst one we've watched. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll be back for at least one more before we do our actual video game stuff. I would imagine. Yeah. But that'll be Matt's choice next time. This was Kelly's choice. She had the choice of this or Tomb Raider. Cradle of Life. Is that the first one? Cradle of Life? I don't remember. Anyways, I'll give Matt his choices. Let's go flicks. (laughs) Let's go. When lips and arms surrender And every little kiss is like a dream Within a dream But soon the breezes whisper to the trees That dawn is near So soon Please follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. That is friskydiscs at gmail.com. If you want to send us bullshit. Not literally, which would be impressive if you can do it through the email. Actually, send us bullshit. If you can get it through the email, we will accept your your bullshit.